Right on. Let's do it. Yeah. It's been a little bit since we've talked about business stuff. Yeah. You know, we talked about the tactical games last week and talked about business in that, but we yeah. haven't really talked about, I don't know, it's all the same, I guess. So maybe we have, but yeah, that, we've been kind of out of our normal subject a little bit. Episode has a lot of listens. So, oh, really? Yeah, the stats on it. Cool. Um, it's pretty, yeah, pretty cool. I don't know if it was the, the title or, I mean, clickbait, like we've talked about. Yeah. It's I wonder. Not clickbait, but well, that one had a lot of listens, and then you showed me that the Navy SEAL ones yeah. had more yeah. than the normal listens. So I wonder if kind of the title, the stuff in the title, maybe or something. I don't know. I think I have shared a little bit more on the tactical games one as yeah. well as on my social media. I don't know if that's helping yeah. or not, but I probably it's not. It's be. not like no, I have I... a lot of social media followers. Well, what's cool about it though, <clears throat> this is kind of like on Instagram. You don't want to get someone that has a million followers because they're going to cost a lot as an influencer for a business. They're going to cost a lot of money and they'll get you some business. You want to focus on people that have like 15 to 25,000 followers Mm -hmm. and, you know, add value to them. So sponsor them, give them money, give them a product, something like that. But their followers are way more like avid followers than those who have millions of people on there. They're just kind of passive and like, I mean, uh... What's yeah. Kim Kardashian up to today? Or yeah, yeah, what's exactly. the bikini pick or whatever, you know? Like they ain't <laughs> yeah. there they ain't there to buy her makeup, you yeah. know, probably. Yeah, but specialized Nancy, mm-hmm. you know, you're there because it's specialized Nancy. And so then when Nancy says what to do, you wanna do it. Yeah. Well, I think that's perfect. What we've talked about with Cash Calf uh, is you don't need a ton of people in order to start a successful business. You know, you just need a niche group of people that appreciate your product and your movement or whatever it is that you're doing and engage with them. Yeah. And that's where fulfillment comes from because you're you're, yeah. you're talking to like-minded people anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the like-minded. And then you're just not trying to hit the globe. There's the niche markets, the place to be, Yeah, you know, as far as fulfillment and getting your product out there, finding an influencer, doing whatever it is, just a small group of people. And you can get real, let's, let's just pull an example out and get really, really niche. So say construction, um, framing, Mm -hmm. now start moving down. Framing. Or even, yeah, framing, uh, well, like greenhouses. Yes. Yep. Then so, high so end they, 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 Jackson. Yeah. yeah. With old barnwood. Yes. Yeah. You start you to know get what I there. Mean? You do one of those projects for somebody. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to go, man, that looks really good. Oh, well, you know what? Actually, here's a real life example. Kira's uncle. So my wife's uncle, her aunt's husband, um, he's a welder. He's really good. So he, he did our railing, and he's going to do some more. And he told Kira just today, actually, he's like, I love doing railings. Hmm. I actually want to just do railings. So welded metal residential railings. Mm-hmm. It's niche, but he did ours, and people are like, that's great. Can I get his number? Who did that? Yeah. And we're talking in southeast Idaho. Now move that to... New York. Yeah. Well, then there's or probably... he can or he can build them here and ship them there. You know, Very like true. you just and you start putting that work up on social media and people see yep. it. You know, like sky's the limit. Yeah, I love following uh, woodworking and metalworking things yeah. on Instagram and like YouTube. You see those YouTube videos where they take like an old stump and like put it on the so cool lathe thing or whatever and make a dish out of it or something. Yeah. And like, I would that I would make that chisel like come off and hit me in the eye or yeah. something like that and it'd kill yep. me. But those guys do an awesome job of it. Well, and then then those vases are vases. Those <laughs> vases are sold for ten thousand dollars. The the tables like this mm-hmm. that they've done the epoxy work in. Yeah, you're talking like a, a six by eight table. They are. They're like ten twelve thousand dollars. But then you look at the work and you're like, that's incredible. And there's a lot of <clears throat> product that goes into it. Mm-hmm. A lot of, epoxy and stuff like that but well and all those guys are self-taught yeah you know or, yeah. or they kind of had a background in a skill and then they just figure it out you know like yeah. we've talked about mike on here that does cerakote mm-hmm. he does a very high quality job so cool and i asked him like where did you so where did you go to learn that stuff oh, i just taught myself just playing around you know in the shop I, 
the epoxy guys and everything else, same thing. Guaranteed, yeah. they just taught themselves. I mean, you ain't going to go to school for that. Yeah. I mean, where do you even go? Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. Make your own trade school. Yeah. Be your own trade school. For you, real. YouTube. And that kind of, you know, kind of goes into my tangent today is yeah. on value. So I had a couple of experiences the last week, actually this morning, that, uh, <laughs> so, and not that it's an isolated incident, like it's something that, so I have a, a property development company, we've got yeah. a subdivision that's, we've developed, it's kind of still in the process, but um, so we've had lots for sale and most of them have sold and we've got a few left or whatever, but like today, and this isn't just, like I said, not isolated. It's gone on for the last six months as we've been going through this, but you always get comments of people that are like, I can't believe that a chunk of land is selling for that you know, yeah. or whatever, which was the kind of the comment today, which I don't care. Like, yeah. it's great. It, actually, the negative post actually gets my post, my sales post, more traction. So it's like, bring on the hate. I yeah. love it because it keeps showing up in people's newsfeed. You know, it's awesome. But, um, just responding to some of those people trying to educate them, you know? Yeah. So like I broke it out and I'm like, okay, like I didn't say this, but number one, obviously from your, your, your post and your attitude in your post, looking at something as just a chunk of land, you're not looking at the value of that, you know, yeah. like is the Eiffel tower just on a chunk of land? No, it's not on a chunk of land. So, I mean, I think we really, it's a good, it's a good lesson. Look further than the initial reaction, you know, For like sure. don't just look at the price of something and go, oh, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, what's the value of that thing? Yep. You know, when you look at a piece of property, what is, and I mean, this is just an example. You could do this with anything, but okay. Like there's value in the asphalt that went into that. Yeah. There's value in the utilities being being run to the lots. There's value in, you know, a road maybe that's maintained by the city or the county. You know, there's different things that add value to that that make it more than just a, a chunk of land. Yeah. Um, and all the organization that went into putting those things in. Yeah. Like even time. Yeah, time and, and yeah, for sure. You know, and then also there's other ways that we can look at value too of, okay, well, it's it's right next to a brand new school or going to be a brand new school, you know, yep. or it's right next to, uh, you know, or it's in a town where Amazon's building a big distribution center maybe or something, you know, just yeah. like there's it. I think a lot of times we look at the price of something and we just nonchalantly brush it off or whatever. Yes. When really successful people are determining the value of something and then they look at the price second you know sure. what's the value of that piece of property oh the value's five hundred thousand dollars okay i you know maybe i you have to, obviously you have to do research and stuff to figure yeah. that out but okay say that piece of property you you estimate is worth five hundred thousand dollars it's selling for three hundred thousand dollars buy that all day long yeah you know and so whereas i think people sometimes too go the other direction and they think oh well the cheapest thing is the best deal yeah. and it's not because it's right next to maybe the sewer plant or something mm -hmm. you know and there's a reason why it's that cost yeah so anyway no it was just a i just was thinking about value a lot this morning yeah well you talk about all of that it's just it's easy to it's easy on both sides. So if, if you've never been in that world and so you haven't had anything to develop or look at, or maybe you've never even looked at a piece of property to buy, mm -hmm. someone gets on there and they go, well, there was a, a two acre piece of property for 40,000 back in the day. Yeah. And so now it's 200,000. That's nuts. Well, but they're not thinking about all the stuff that you just said, all of the, the organization and time and everything that went into it. Also, just we shouldn't be that person on the internet. Like, yeah. just be a good person. Like, why is it that cost? And I like, well, I know there's something. There's about. something to learn there. Yeah. Instead of going, oh, that's bullcrap. That that property is worth that much. Why is that property worth that much? Yeah. Maybe I can find something else and I can go and add value to it and make it that much 
worth that much too. Yeah. You know, or something. I don't know. No, you're, you're totally right. Uh, we're just <laughs> privately selling that, which mm-hmm. is about the same acres as mm-hmm. your subdivision. Yeah. But your subdivision has so much involved, like, you know, all of the amenities that you get that people will have to do on that piece that we're selling. So we kind of keep dropping the price like lower and lower. And you guys are holding steady. I'm like, good job. Like that's exactly what you should do because the value is there. Well, but it's, it's interesting too, though, because there's, there's different values. Like it's not a one, you know, it's just not a one size fits all. Like, you know, here's two maybe similar properties, but yours has a lot more isolation you know, in an area that's really cool up on a hill and stuff like that. And so, you know, like it is kind of hard to determine value because what one person might deem as valuable, another person doesn't. Very true. You know, and back and forth. So it's kind of a a moving target in a way that, I mean, how do you ever figure out value? But there is ways. And I think just being in learning that is important. So then what you're saying price and value are not the same thing no no not at all i think value and we we get so hung up on price Mm -hmm. like even look at stocks like you know like or or people think like your example of oh well property was 40 you know forty thousand dollars for two acres five years ago it's very expensive right now which i mean obviously in property like everything's expensive right now but show me something that's gone down in that amount of time. For sure. You know, like, does that mean that that Coca-Cola, since it was $5 at one point in time, and now it's, I don't even know what it is, 50 bucks or something like that maybe, yeah. that you're never going to buy it until it gets back to the $5 price? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's never going to, you know, it might get there, but most likely it's not going to live to get there. Yeah, yeah I think in our monetary system <clears throat> and the printing of money mm-hmm. rampantly, we're not, we won't get there. Yeah. And that's the key is we have a system Yeah, that is dependent upon price inflation of yeah. everything. Well, and if we go off of historical data, just, just historical, it's not going down in value. Yeah. Like real estate right now, it might dip, but it, you know, hold it for another 10 years. Right. It's not going down. Exactly. Yeah, time horizon's huge. Yeah. Like, even with crypto right now. Like, I've got some crypto that I'm like, shoot. Yeah. That's a bummer. And I'm not big, you know, like, I don't I don't know that much about it. I bought it because everybody's, you know, it's kind of a bandwagon thing. That's yeah. what I did. And, but I'm like, shoot. But then I'm like, well, <clears throat> wait five years. If you would have bought, so the last the last rally in crypto, what was the high? Like, like before this $60,000 one, like 25000 yeah, usually every four years is about triple of what it was four years previous. So say you bought it at the twenty five thousand or whatever it was at the beginning of last time, and it dips down to like five. Mm-hmm. But you held it on onto it for another two years, and it hit sixty. That's like a, a four or five year gap. You still look like a genius. Yep. You know, and I I know cryptos may be the exception, but even housing, like say you bought it two thousand eight. You weren't over leveraged, so you could still make your payments and everything, and it goes down and it dips. Now you're sitting sitting just fine. It is crazy. You know? So, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think the time horizon, too, if you can hold something for 10 years versus trying to flip it in a year, yeah, there's not very much. It's, it's, it's easy to win in buying assets you know it is uh, you just know, hold like, them and yeah. they're gonna go up kira the yesterday so this we're remodeling our house and it's costing way more than we had originally thought like yeah, pretty much crazy right pretty now. much double yeah like by the time we put it all together and we had some money set aside and and we're gonna you know surpass that and so i was like hey we're gonna have to sell some crypto and she's so cute she's like <laughs> she's like well um I don't have any other that I can, because she already sold some. She's Uh like, I don't have any other because I'm not in profit on them. (laughs) I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, because her thought is, I'm not going to take a loss. Yeah. Because if I wait six months, a year, it's going to be well within profit. Yeah. And I just loved it. I was like, that's, that's cool. Because it's a great mentality with assets. Absolutely. Just wait. Yep. Yeah. Patience. Like we get so caught up in back to price, you know, or whatever. Like there's an, it's an emotional kind of roller coaster up and down, up and down. And like, it's just interesting how 
we want that immediate gratification. Yeah. But if you can put that off and sit for 10 years, you know, like, like look, look at Warren Buffett. Like he didn't do anything that fancy or special. I mean, obviously he's a smart guy and there was some things that he, over the years, ways that he bought stock and everything else, but he just kept buying stock. Yeah. Like I watched his documentary and the same, like, that's kind of what he says. Like in the beginning, he's like, I just kept buying and it went lower. And like, they were even trying to kind of force him out when he was buying, I think Berkshire, when he was first trying to buy it. And so they kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And he's like, I just kept buying, just kept buying, just kept buying, you know? And you do that over a long, you know, he's done that for what, 60 years or more. He's old. So isn't he like 90 now? And he started investing when he was like 20. It's like 70 years. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's a huge amount of time that he's accumulated and reinvested and everything. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Coke (laughs) and you mentioned the price. And so then Warren Buffett pops in my head. Yeah. I don't know the exact prices, but if it did go from five to 50, that's a 10x, Mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. But it's not billionaire great. In my mind, you're like, okay, well, that means to have a billion dollars, I would have had to have a hundred million. Mm-hmm. But because <clears throat> it has dipped and gained and dipped and gained, and he's bought the dips, and then they've taken profits and reinvested in dividends and all yeah. this different stuff. Yeah. And he won't even touch, well, I think he does now, but for a while, he wouldn't even touch tech stocks. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, no. Coca Cola is good. It's solid. Yeah. He became a, a multi billionaire off of the safe stocks. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Consistency. Yeah. Well, when you think about it too, say it does grow over time, those dividends grow. Yeah. And so say your cost basis is $5, you know, you paid $5 for a Coke stock and you can afford to hold on to it for 20 years. And over that 20 years, they're raising their dividends. And so, you know, like yeah. maybe Coke dividend right now is a dollar. Yeah. And you think, oh, well, I get a dollar in dividends for buying a <clears throat> a fifty dollar stock today. Doesn't look that great, but his cost basis is five bucks. Yep. <clears throat> so just holding that, just holding that and returning the getting the dividend, it's like a twenty percent return a year. And I don't know if those are the exact numbers, but yeah. just as an example, the power of of that, you know. Yeah. Well, McDonald's right now with the whole like Russia and Ukraine thing, <clears throat> their stock has dipped. Is McDonald's really going to go out of business? No. No. Yeah. So you should be buying McDonald's stock. Did you know they conti- they're continuing to pay employees? Oh, really? Like in I, Russia? Mm-hmm. Really? I actually thought it was pretty cool. Like mm. there's not a lot of good that I have to say about McDonald's. Yeah. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, to Yeah, how easy and how how easily could they do it to just pull out of the company all yeah. or the like, country oh, all together sorry guys like, sorry we're out yeah go find a job somewhere but instead they're they're continuing mm. to pay them I, I, it ends up being some estimate of 34 million dollars or something like that hmm. so it's not huge for them for them it's not huge but, but yeah. it is cool but for each individual who's like i don't know where to find work in russia right now who's working at mcdonald's and yeah it's pretty yeah pretty cool well and i think there's been a lot of negativity around there is some big corporations that obviously don't have people's best interest in mind, yeah. but, and, and a lot of negativity around that for a lot of years, but there really is some companies that have done some cool things. Yeah. You know, like you look at some of the stuff that Elon Musk has done and, and yeah. things like that. Like, it's just cool to see that people, companies yeah, do want to do good by their employees. I think for the most part, I agree. I, I think the human is, is basically good, mm-hmm. you know? If you were to just pull a human from the street, they're probably good. So we, sometimes <clears throat> when we group up and and elect the crappy ones, I don't know. It's yeah. It's almost like the you know, poo rises or whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't it's know crazy. It well, it is. It government's the problem. Yeah. I mean, and we didn't really like. It's funny because we're all over the place on this podcast. Yeah. But I mean, that's 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 it. Have you seen I this? Uh, I saw it somewhere. But you know the band Disturbed? Uh-huh. Like, was popular when I was in high school. Yeah. Probably you too. But, uh, yeah, but they had, uh, what's that song called? I just heard it over the last week and watched their music video. Like, it's totally, like, uh, it's a cartoon, but it shows, like, jets flying and war. Like, basically, the message is, like, 
we let governments get away with starting wars and stuff and we need to, you know, not let them do that. And it was like 15 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow, that could totally be like, you see that kind of stuff on the news right now. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's interesting. Some of the foresight, you know, that once you start digging into some of this stuff, it's like the information's all around us and people know it. It's just, once you start looking for it, then you can yeah. actually see it, you know, but it is crazy. Yeah, like you said, the foresight. Um, System of a Down was also big in high school. Uh-huh. They had BYOB, Bring Your Own Bombs. Oh, yeah. Like that, as far as songs go, and, you know, all against big government and the establishment. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because at this point, a lot of those <clears throat> popular bands are like, you know that government that we sung about? Well, we fully support them now and yeah. please do whatever they tell you to do. Yeah, they're all backpedaling. Now. It's it's really interesting. Um, which it could be you know, me and I know you. It's easy to get off into the the weeds of this <laughs> stuff. Um, but I like what you were saying about value and I think as far as the subdivision goes, that's a great example. But really that moves into every single part of our entire life ends up being value creation. For sure. It whether it's a spouse, whether it's kids, whether it's a job, like you're, you're creating and shifting value and it's just what it is. Like relationship with kids. If I'm not adding value to them, then I'm going to be known as like the kind of crappy dad. Like, oh yeah, my dad wasn't around. We didn't do much. We didn't this, we didn't that. Well, it's because I'm not there adding value in a marriage. If I'm not consistently trying to add value to our marriage, what's going to happen? Well, the spark's going to fizzle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all about value creation. Yeah. You, you, you walked in and you're like, hey, does that alpha brain work? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, my, I might. Mm-hmm. hope Joe Rogan doesn't listen to this. I might not ever <laughs> order it again. I didn't really feel much. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It, nothing against them. For other people, it might work great. Maybe it's placebo. I don't know. Yeah. But, um. Well, and, and back to the thing that everybody values things differently. Yes. You know, back to the two pieces of property, like different people are going to value those maybe same with, you know, other products, different people value them differently, you know, just depending on experience and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and a good lesson there I think is to, to be open to things and the differences in value. You know, that one guy hops on, Oh, that's a ridiculous price. Well, but, he might be on an iPhone that cost him thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and he's okay with that. Yeah, and that price going up because he understands what the value of an iPhone could be. Or it know? seems normal. He's always yeah. he's looking at it every year or something instead of, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, value price is only an issue. Issue <laughs> I can't talk today. Price is only an issue in the absence of value. Mm-hmm. I don't know who said that quote, but it's good. Price really is only an issue in the absence of value. I'll buy anything if the value is there. But to me, a yacht that's worth a billion dollars, it's actually not really valuable to me right now. Mm-hmm. I would do nothing with a yacht, nor do I have the disposable income to even run a yacht. Yeah. So to me, that billion dollar yacht is valueless. Is, yeah, for me, it is valueless. You could just sell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as far as personal value. Yep. yep. And then if I sold it and I got the billion dollars, then we would probably be buying real estate and hiring managers for that real estate and, you know, being able to move. Because they have more value to you than having the yacht, for sure. Yep. But for Jeff Bezos, he's able to pay for the captain and the co-captain and the this and that, and, and he's adding value to all of them. So it is valuable. Just very different values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's value is such a cool thing yeah. when you really think about it because value can be something unique to your, you know, you can create yeah. the value that you want to create. Like another example I thought of that I was thinking about yesterday because I was scraping wallpaper off of a house. You yeah. know, we, we bought a house for a, a, a rental property or whatever and fixing it up. And everybody's like, oh, wallpaper. I hate doing wallpaper, you know, or painting. I've had people say that about painting in the past, too. Like, oh, you're painting a house today? That sucks. I love it. 
That's awesome. Because there is nothing that's going to add more value to a house than simply throwing a coat of paint on there. Yeah. And it, the value of my, my investment just went up. Yeah. Like it's the easiest, simplest thing to do. Yeah. It takes a little bit of time and whatever, but you throw on the cash calf podcast. Yeah. You listen to it while you're doing it Yeah, and off you go and you increase like, there's value where other people don't want to do those things. Yeah. You know, um, so, and and if you enjoy it, so that's actually one thing I love about podcasts and audiobooks is when I'm doing something that maybe I don't completely enjoy, I like, I don't really enjoy driving even, you know, if I have to go to the next town over or whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan until I use it as a learning opportunity. It's like, well, I can listen to a podcast and all of a sudden I went, I drove 30 miles and I learned something. Yeah. Like it's kind of cool. And to me, there's so much value in these $15 audiobooks. But to someone else, they're like, I don't like nonfiction. I mean, honestly, this painting is probably more valuable to me than, than um, El- uh, Elon Musk. You know, if he saw that, he might not care. Mm-hmm. Well, Greg Overton built so much value in my mind. Yeah. Then when I I won it, uh huh, I was like, I'm the luckiest man on the planet. Yeah, like, that's amazing. My wife might look at it and be like, "That's a little creepy. I don't <laughs> want that up in our house." <laughs> but to me, it's like the coolest thing ever. That, you have a story behind yeah, it too. There's a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Joe Rogan has the original. Like you have to be. Yeah, like that like, to there me you is go. way cool. Like, yeah. in some weird little way, I'm connected to Joe Rogan. He'll never know my name, but. That's value. Mm-hmm. And Greg Overton created that value. He's a painter, but he's not just a painter. He's an artist, but not just an artist. Like, he creates these stories, and he markets them, and it's cool. Yeah. And that value creation is how we do everything. He's just, he's now creating value for people in the form of art mm-hmm. or NFTs. I mean, that's something I've never wrapped my head around NFTs because I just, it's weird. But once you start to look at it in that regard, you're like, oh, NFTs are actually it's pretty sweet. Someone's taken an idea and they've moved it and they've taken it from a physical reality and put it into this digital reality. And mm-hmm. that Miriam that yeah. has the face art, she adds value to people in free TikTok videos. Yeah. It's just cool. It is cool. Like value is where it's at. And we don't even, it's interesting even in a lot of personal development books, there's not a lot of time taken on value creation Mm -mm. or what, you know, I mean, we just, we don't focus on the value of things very much. Yeah. I actually can't think of a book about value creation except for Garrett Gunderson and killing sacred cows. Oh yeah. Other than that. I mean, I, I'm sure there are, Mm -hmm. I just can't really think of one in the, so some of the Napoleon Hill stuff, they talk about, about like which is what we've talked about is and that's probably where we got it from but it's uh talks about creating something and when you get paid it's a greater or equal value you know what i mean like oh creating, yeah uh-huh i even have a note about it on my phone yeah what that is it's one of the principles in the how to own your own mind book that i really like oh yeah um i would bring it up right here if i can If I can find it, but all right there. Should play some music in the background. Oh, wrong one. That's the perfect one because I've taken so long finding this. Anyway, I don't know exactly what the quote is, but it talks about that where, yeah. you know, like you're not just creating value to, uh, you're creating more value than you're getting paid for in return or whatever Yeah, it is. I know exactly, like, okay, I don't obviously know exactly or else I would say it, but I know what quote you're talking about. And it's, it is, you're just, whether, it, and we talk about it, it's whether it's the knowledge or it's the skill or it's the mindset or it's something that you're just able to take that value, which is subjective, and put it out into a subjective world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking 
<clears throat> before we hit record about a coaching company that charges $25,000 to hire them as a coach. And that's a lot of money, 25000 But people that are willing to spend that are also putting themselves out there so much that that value is there because then they feel obligated, maybe, mm -hmm. to go out and remake that money. Well, For sure. Then they teach you how to do that. So all of a sudden, they're adding value to you. You're going out to the world. You're teaching. You're, 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 you've learned how to go add more value. And then all of a sudden, that 25000 is made up, and you're surpassing it. And you're like, hey, that 25000 sure was worth it. It might have even lit more of a fire yeah. because it was more money. Yes. Than you thought maybe, you know? Yep. No, I agree. Uh, some skin in the game is always mm -hmm. important. You know, we, we talked about <clears throat> a couple episodes ago about kind of stating your goals. Maybe not all of them, like those sacred goals you can kind of keep a little closer, but, you know, you, you tell someone your goals, you kind of have to work towards them. Yeah. And that's not People like a financial about thing. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Why haven't you posted on Instagram? That's what... Well, and I think I even said that I need to do better at that, but I haven't. So no, you did. I need to. Well, I, I did you, post. Yeah. I did post, but post I need to too. do better about uh, putting those goals out there, you know, and yeah. and and doing that because then it does light that fire a little bit. What do you think about since we're just kind of all over today? Um, yeah. What What do you think about sometimes? I worry about stating goals because I don't want people to think I'm boasting in any way. Hmm. You know, it's like, you know, hey, I want to. I want a new dirt bike. Like my goal is a new dirt bike, but there are people out there that are like, I just want to pay my bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that what do you hard. think about that? I don't know. It's hard because it's hard because no matter what we post, there's negative people on, on social yeah. media. You know what I mean? And so that's hard to, but I think there's a lot of value in tuning those people out. Yeah. Because I get a lot of, you know, I get a lot of, motivation from the people that I know that are cheering me on, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I remember I was just recently listening to a, a Jordan Peterson podcast and he was interviewing the guy that was the writer for Braveheart. And I oh, guess yeah. he was also the writer for Secretariat. Oh, and cool. some, yeah, like has some really <clears throat> incredible movies, you know, that he's pr produced or written or whatever. And when Secretariat was getting ready to come out, he was talking to his mom on the phone, and she's like, well, how you doing, you know? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm pretty nervous, you know. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm nervous about this movie coming out. And she said, well, if they, if they crucified Jesus Christ, then there's probably some people that aren't going to like you, and that's okay. <laughs> that's cool. You know, and, yeah. so, and so I thought that was really good. It was like, there's going to be haters no matter what. Yeah. And... We're not here to, we're not here to brag or boast or anything, but we are here to do better and inspire other people to do better. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's fine, but there is a mind game there. I even like the post today, you know, like that overhead carrier or whatever, you know, yeah. a hundred pounds or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want people to think that I'm boasting about that. Yeah. But if I can help somebody be like, oh, like, cause that it was in a competition format and it like, I came away from that being like, that was a lot of fun. Like yeah. competing with myself mm -hmm. to do better. And I want to go to the next one and do better than I did this time. Yeah. Like there's something that kind of lights a fire in us doing that kind of stuff. And so I struggled today because I wasn't coming at, coming at it from a, a yeah. boastful stance, but a stance of, Hey, go out and sign up for a race or something. Yeah. And, push yourself to, to compete a little bit, you know, yeah. like that was, but when it I, is hard because we don't that. know how people are going to look at stuff. For sure. And, and maybe if they think of stuff, they don't usually say it. So, you know, maybe they just think it and, and I'm overthinking what they're thinking. Uh, but yeah, that post that I saw today of yours, like I didn't think in any way that it's, it was, and it was a good picture. That's cool. Well, yeah, yeah it was a good picture. It was yeah. either either uh your your dad or trent took it and yeah. your wife edited it and it was it turned out really good the um, that's cool they sent out other pictures today that's what matt said he yeah. he texted me and was like hey there's there's other pictures out did you get a picture deal and i didn't but they uh, 
must there are pictures they must have taken pictures anyway so yeah that's cool um value is really what cash calf is all about Mm -hmm. like we would not tell someone to go out and sell an overpriced spatula unless somehow that spatula is adding value and it can be overpriced like obviously if some if people are buying that overpriced spatula there is value there so yep. I'm, we're not even saying to don't sell an overpriced spatula there just happens to be some value there that makes me think that it's overpriced mm-hmm. so the whole cash calf philosophy is add value off on the side you know side hustle side business start to grow it and grow that value help other people and then let it grow into what it can become which might be everything and it might be just a little bit yeah but the world needs people that are willing to do that for sure it takes you think about creating value and it takes something where there was nothing there before and it creates something out of it yeah you know like if you're if you're fixing up a, a an old car like i get in the i've i've got a couple of facebook pages that i watch that are the like the old pickup pages and stuff like that like i really want someday to have an old square body chevy you know like the first pickup that i drove to school was an old it was an old beat up farm truck square body chevy i can't even remember what year it was but just just fun you know so i've always wanted one of those so i'm in a couple of those groups and there's guys taking old junk cars and redoing them well there was no value there before or very little value yep but they use their talent and their knowledge and their skill and and you know put together and made an incredible pickup yeah well there was nothing there before like they created value from nothing by doing that yes and it's subjective value because now that they've built it someone's willing to pay for it but they weren't willing to pay the lesser price for the lesser vehicle. Yes. You know, an old rusted out international or something. They're like, it's a rusted out international. That's, that's terrible. Then it gets restored and they're like, I'll spend a million. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there was no value there before or very little. Yeah. So it, it magnifies, like it actually, it actually magnifies our economy. It, it, It magnifies people's lifestyles. Like value is such a, good thing that we need more of i think it's partly because we have a very in in a good way i have to like preface it in a good way we have a capitalistic mentality and the reason why i say in a good way is because true capitalism is a free market and if there's something in the free market that people don't want meaning i'm not adding value i go out of business yeah and i don't want to go out of business so now i'm figuring out ways to add value and poo does rise. So, you know, if you're a crappy businessman trying to screw people over, it'll it'll surface, you know. And those who have not done that and they've only added value, they'll just continue to rise. The cream rises. Maybe it's not the poo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> cream well, it rises. Does, it does come out, though, like yeah. you're saying. Like, it, it does, the bad stuff does come out. Yeah. So, but it, it, it is, and I think we have a skewed sense of what true capitalism is. For sure. Because we don't have true capitalism mm-hmm. in our country, and we haven't no. for a long time. It's yeah. crony capitalism, yeah. which means that there's, wasn't it even Mussolini said that, that when governments and corporations become connected, then that's fascism? Interesting. I don't know, I don't quote me on that, but I think I've seen that places, but it's kind of what we have. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's not, it's not a true capitalistic free freedom and agency and liberty type of society. Yeah. I mean, we still do in a, in a small way, but I think a lot of people look at capitalism the way that we have it on a a huge grand scale right now. And it's, it's just not, it's just not what it is. Equating that to success. I, I don't see big corporations as big successes. I see the, the guy who's running a side hustle that makes him really excited about life like that's success mm-hmm. you know like jeff Bezos, it's cool what a great story I and mean, good for him you know starting this little online bookstore that no one believed in and thought that's kind of dumb because there's real bookstores and all and then turns it into this multi-billion dollar almost trillion dollar 
empire, which might be embedded with the government. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's just not, that's not a successful life that I would want to lead. I want to lead waking up and being happy every day and spending time with my family. And like, that's success to me. I guess success is also relative. Today is the subjective podcast, subjective <laughs> value and subjective success. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool, too, that you don't have to be a Jeff Bezos to have a great lifestyle and yeah. everything else in our country. Yeah. You know, we still... For as many, I was talking yesterday to somebody about this where they were talking about... They had seen this article where a Russian family had moved out of Russia and into the United States because of this whole Ukraine thing, you know? Yeah. And which you think about that as many problems as we have in our country and society at the moment, we still have it pretty dang good. And it shows the resilience and the, the power of freedom and Liberty that we still have the lifestyle that we have and that yeah. it's lasted this long. Like it's yeah. incredible. And we still have people that are coming here because of it. Yeah. I can't even imagine having to move because of how bad the war or something yeah, yeah war or you something know it's like crazy that. yeah we we well, maybe we take that for granted here but i don't think there will ever be a war fought on the ground that we're on right now in this area i hope not but yeah but that's because i take it for granted like if it does happen oh man that's just mm -hmm. just sad it's crazy but that's what happens to other people all the time and they have to move and yeah, we're React. pretty pretty blessed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But, and maybe I'll get slammed for this, but what an opportunity for them also to get to come here during this time, which with like this entrepreneurial revolution that's mm -hmm. going on that we've talked about before. What a great time to move from Russia to the United States. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I can't speak in that stuff. I got. I feel so bad for anyone who's involved in any of that, whether you're a soldier there or family or whatever it is. I mean, we have, we have friends that lived in Ukraine for a little while. Mm -hmm. So Trish, mm -hmm. she lived there for a couple of years and um, she's people that she knows that are very, very affected by this. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But what value do governments add? Well, I think that, you know, if we go back to, there is there is value there, and they were instituted to add value to the people. That's their yes. sole purpose. And the value is, you know, if we go back to, and maybe people are going to be like, oh, they're just a bunch of constitutionalists, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I am, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. But you go back to the founding of our country and, and that document, basically what the value of the government that they wrote in that was to defend the rights of the people so they were able to live free, prosperous lives. Yeah. And that was the value that they were to create. So, you know, a common defense, uh, you know, so that people were safe and, you know, and, and basically that's like a, yep. a good, a good money system, Yep. you know, a, a proper money system. And that's about it. Yeah. Like other than that, it's like, go out and figure it out on your own. Yep. And, and that's what's made our country great is people going out and figuring it out on their own, you know, and we've kind of slipped from that a little bit. But so there is value there. I mean, I'm not hating on government oh, completely. No. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and for anyone who wants to get into politics, like let the people be your driver for that value. You know, as soon as a, a public office a public official starts thinking, okay, what's in this for me? You know, oh, well, I thought we were all about value creation here. You know, get in and, and protect the rights of people. That's what creates the value. Um, the Constitution is a pretty good document. It's pretty good. I would recommend people to read it. Yeah, yeah. And we're, yeah. Think of the, for va sure. the value that the Founding Fathers, you know, what they were, what they gave. Um, <clears throat> it was just a life, but it was George Washington's life. You know, mm -hmm. like that's Benjamin Franklin. Like, and what they gave up for it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's very yeah. off the subject from what I <sighs> yeah. know, thought, we, thought we'd be. Yeah, but not, but it's all, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's all interrelated. Yeah. You know, life is, everything in life is kind of work, you know? So here we are, we're talking about business and, 
and work and that kind of stuff. Well, you know, educating ourselves is work. It's it's a way that we progress. Building value to people and getting, you know, getting compensated for that to provide for our families. That's work. Yeah. Being physically fit and having, you know, fitness. That's work. Working on our relationships. Like it's yeah. it's it's all the same thing to me. I yeah. just it's all connected. And how you do anything is how you do everything. So you start working in those one areas and other areas become better as well. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so. I've been listening to this Zen Buddhist philosophy book. He talks a lot about attachment. Attachment to our goals, which I thought was kind of interesting. Zen would say set goals and then let the outcome go, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. Maybe a little far away from value, but you know, we, we look at it and we go, okay, well, this is my goal. Maybe it's to lose 20 pounds of body fat. Like that's my goal. I've got to do that. And I'm so hooked on that. That's going to happen when what we really should be doing to find happiness and fulfillment is say, I'd like to be very healthy. And that might be that I lose 20 pounds of body fat, but I'm going to let that part go. I want to be healthy because I know there's value there. And then you just start, you just go. I don't know. It's and then. You just focus on that. You just, yeah, focus on that. And then that other stuff can happen, but it might not be the exact outcome. You know, you hear about that people in, in business all the time. They'll get into a business and then it just flows them to a different place. And they're like, I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. How do we know? That's, that is an interesting point. How do we know when we start something that that's actually where, where, like whenever I've started anything, I never end up where I thought I would No, you know, it's completely different. And so I think that is important to take that kind of view of like, well, I'm going to go in this direction, but I'm not going to focus necessarily on one exact point but it's hard because there's people too that are like be very specific with yeah. your goals and <clears throat> the steps to get there i don't know yeah no i think that's okay but looking at the outcome you know let's let's just throw something out and say i want to have uh one million dollars in said bank account by october 31st 2024 and i state that I'm so happy and grateful that yeah. I have this and that. And you let it go. And come 2024, you have $2 million worth of real estate. And you look at it and you're like, dang it, I didn't reach my goal. Well, you're actually in a way better place than holding cash in a bank. You know, so I think it's important to set the goals, set even the, the benchmarks or the, the, the guideposts. Be like, hey, I've got to get here and I've got to get here. But also to know that the journey is never over, so you probably will have a million dollars in that bank account at some point if you're building real estate over here and over there. But it's okay that it's not exactly how you wanted it. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. Yeah, it's interesting. We get so focused and caught up on some things. I've I have because I'm very much that way. My wife is more like. Oh, it'll, it'll all work out. Like, yeah. just let it go. And I'm like, no, like I have to, yeah. you know, like I get very, I don't know what the word is, impatient, I guess, or whatever, you yeah. know, it's like, well, I, I got to get this done right now. Yeah. And, and she's always just like, no, nah, it'll, it'll work out. And it always does. Like she, yeah. she's so smart. She's always, you know, it always, she's like, no, nah, it'll be okay. Don't worry about it. And it'll just happen the way it's supposed to. Like she has so much faith. Yeah. And I don't. Oh, faith. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That, hmm. Talked yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah. But it is that way. Like it's, we always look back on something and you, you do have to have things that you're working towards, I feel like, because otherwise like oh, you're I just going to sit on the couch yep. all day maybe or something. I don't know. It should drive me nuts. But then you get to a point and you look back and you're like, that worked out better than I ever thought that yeah. it would work out. Like yeah. I couldn't have even seen that happening. You know, it's, yep. it's so weird. And it's all stages. You know, it's not like we set a goal and then we reach it and we're done. No, before you hit that goal that you might hit or probably are going to hit, you're setting more. Mm-hmm. So you're never, you're never going to land right where you want to. I don't even think that they knew exactly where to land the, the, the moon rover. <laughs> They're like, oh, just get it close. Dude, that didn't even happen. <laughs> That's true. I think the more we learn about that, we kind of know. Of course they didn't yeah. know where to land it. <clears throat> But it's, 
Uh, have you heard that clip of Matthew McConaughey where they ask like who his hero is or whatever, and he's like me in ten years. Oh, that's cool. And huh? so he's like always chasing that, like gets to a point and like, okay, well, who's your hero now? Me in ten years, you know, like hmm. it's kind of like, which is kind of tyrannical in a in a way, you know. You're like you don't allow yourself maybe to like, hey, good, I made it. It's like nope, you got to go yeah. a little bit further, you know. You got the donut on the string out in front of you, but it's kind of cool though, like. Yeah never settling and just continually moving forward. Cause what else are you going to do anyway? Yeah. Well, I think the key to all of that too, would be to enjoy the journey where you're at as well, which I've had a problem with in the past. It's like, well, Hey, I want to get there. So I can't, I've, I sacrifice some things so that I can get to another place. And it's like, well, actually if I take a day and just enjoy where I'm at, is that really going to set me back or is that actually going to set me forward? that's probably going to put me in a better place to reach that goal than to try to suppress it. Yeah. I like that. I've wondered that with like hobbies or whatever. Like I have a hard time taking time to go do hobbies sometimes. Yeah. And, but I've kind of come to that conclusion, like, you know, like the tactical games. Yeah. Like, like, okay. You know, like really it's like, Oh, I got all this stuff going on this weekend and whatever and whatever, whatever. And in the past I would, probably let that get to the point where I wouldn't sign up for stuff or go yep. do stuff. But when you go do it, it's like, okay, I networked with awesome people. Yep. I, you know, how much better is even my business life, even though it wasn't a business thing or how much, just how much, you know, it was fulfilling number one to go and do something like that. Yeah. But you also are networking. Like you never know how meeting one person could change the whole trajectory of your life. For the better. Yes. And so I think a lot of that stuff's important. There's a book. I just listened to it. I want to listen again. I actually listened to it like one and a half speed because I really liked it. And so I wanted to just kind of get it over with. I, I'll do that sometimes. I'll listen to a book really fast. Mm -hmm. I get the whole overview so I know what's coming. And then I'll go back and listen to it again hmm. but at a slower speed. Uh, I might listen to it at one and a half speed again and like get through it again. Because it, it's called Who, Not How. And everything you just said right there, it, it kind of is summed up in the book. And it's who, it, it almost sounds bad saying it like this, but who can help us? And knowing that in who can help me, it's actually helping them. So the guy who wrote the book is not the guy who came up with who, not how. What happened is he was at a seminar and essentially they got together and he was like, yeah, I'd love to write a book on this stuff sometime. And that guy's like, I'm a ghostwriter. I'm a writer. I'll, I will write this book for you. He's like, perfect, because that doesn't, taking time to write something is not my, that's not my forte. Yeah. I'm here for something else. Yeah. Well, this guy's goal is reached. This guy's goal is reached. They're working together, and they reached way more people than they either of them could have done together. So who, not how. Like me messing around with a printer for two hours yesterday. Well, really, I should have just had a printer person come and do it. They would have been getting value because I'd pay them to do it, and then I would have two hours of my life back or two hours that I could have been working on something really valuable. Yeah. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> rela relationships are important. Yeah. Way yeah. important. It's cool. So, yeah, it's... How it's hard to let go of some of that stuff sometimes too. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, we have a lot of solid foundational beliefs that, you know, we've had for 30 something years. So it is, it's tough to, I'm sure we do it with more than we know, you know, we'll just have these ingrained thoughts and it's how we are. And then all of a sudden we do something a little bit different. We're like, Oh, I've been missing out on this my whole life because I just thought differently or I believe differently. It's like, oh, I can fix it myself. Yeah. Instead of, which is <clears throat> fine. Totally fine. But, you know, is there another side to that of let somebody else fix it and you go do what you're really good at? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it is interesting. Yeah. Um, a, a good friend actually said today, he's like, why aren't you doing more on your house yourself? Because our framer fell through, so I was doing that, and I was complaining and shouldn't have been about just the cost of building materials and labor and how everything's gone up. He's like, why don't you do more on your own? I was like, that sounds, 
that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like right now, I, I don't want to do anything extra because I have what I feel are is value uh, going already. So if I take myself out of that to go work on something, it'd be better served by somebody else doing that for me. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some things I kind of like to do. It's like tile. I'll do the tile. And then it means something. And you get enjoyment out of that. Yeah, so it's all good. I framed it out of necessity, but then once I did it, it was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like, now I can say I built my house. Um, It's just interesting. It all all comes together. It's all intertwined. And it's it's all about value. It is everything. Everything. We could just do one episode and just keep posting it. On value creation. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So what are kind of the takeaways? Like we've covered a lot on value. Yeah. yeah. I think kind of the first one is look at the value of something and not the price of it necessarily. Separate those two things because they are separate. And so look at the, you know, figure out and get, become an expert in something where you can determine the value of things and then compare the price against that. Like, you know, I mean... That's super valuable because then yes. you can know when, you know, if you're going to flip something maybe or, or, you know, just there's tons of ways. If you can separate value from price yeah. and make good decisions, then yeah, things it's are good. good. You it can, is good. You, you can make some money or yeah. whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yep. So I think that's one takeaway. Yeah. Well, along with that, I think knowing that every single person out there has some unique ability that does add value to others. So you could take an ex-drug addict. You could say, let's just say that they say, I don't have anything. Well, are you addicted to methamphetamine now? No. You don't. So you haven't had meth in how long? Five years. Do you have a job? No. Do you have any skills? No. You do. You stopped methamphetamine use. Mm-hmm. And you can help somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very mm-hmm. out there... But everybody There's people has that do something. that. Yes. There's people that do that on social media all the time. Yeah. They're able to connect with people in a different way than they mm-hmm. could. Yeah. Yeah. There there are many companies out there that we would tell people like, you know, hey, go listen to them. Go listen to their podcast, buy their books, buy their that. We resonate different with some people. Some people will listen to a podcast and they'll go, Man, I got so much out of that. You're like, Well, that's cool. I'm glad that you got so much out of that. You know the same information is available in, bar- in your local Barnes & Noble. You can get it in the book. But it just it comes out different. We say it in a different way. It's cool. Our experiences yeah. are different or whatever. Yeah. So so just separate price and price and value. And I think that one would be everybody has value to add. Everybody has value. Yeah. Like there's something that you can do to add value to the world. Yeah. I yeah, totally agree. And people need to explore that. What is it that makes them tick and makes them passionate and makes them actually want to go out, go out and you don't have to share it. You don't have to be the person that goes out and shares what you know. It might be that you're really good at building doors. That's the value that you add. Dude, there's some cool front oh, doors that are yeah. like custom and it's incredible what those things sell for. Yeah. Like it is cool. It is. Because there's so much. There is. People could go make money doing anything, and there's some type of value transfer that happens. What do we buy that's not valuable? Nothing. I don't buy anything that doesn't have value to me, or else I wouldn't buy it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And you'll you'll hear people that, like, oh, that's overpriced, like what you were talking about earlier. Well, not to someone. You've sold a few lots, or you sold a lot of lots, you know, like... yeah. Yeah, obviously the value value's is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So yeah. So find find your value. Find that it's a I like it. Hashtag find your value. Yeah, I like it. Because I think that's it. Everyone's got it. For sure. Sweet. Well that was that's a good, that's good. That's a yeah. good ending. We could end actually exactly on the one hour mark if we go for another fifty seconds. Fifty seconds. <laughs> um I'm trying to think we talk about for 50 seconds we could die you know if i bring anything up then it's oh, like we're going way over another it's hour 40 seconds yeah we could go but, another hour though yeah i don't know but i mean life's good you know today it was warm yeah and 
I'm in shorts and everything. You're and, breathing. Yeah, I'm breathing. So I'm I'm way excited for spring here in Idaho. I'm I'm done with the winter. Yeah, I so I like really really wet springs because oh. um, it keeps people coming to the gym. Yeah, that's <clears> true. <throat> yeah, looks like it's been pretty full lately. Yeah, like there's been, been a lot of cars. Depends on the time of day, but yeah, yeah, time of day is definitely a big one. We have seven seconds. Sweet. <laughs> well, find your value. Find your value. <laughs>